Back again. Back again. Back to make. Ah, crap. Ah, <laughs> oh, I was about to do the Nikki line. Back to Matt. Back to. Back to back. Maybags. Back to M. I really struggled with that. Welcome to. Wait, what song is that from? No, okay, it's gonna it's gonna you come just, back. Because I know that. no, that's the same that's the same song that has you made that now up. it's crunch time, abdomen. See, uh, I wish I could have made I Nikki should have been I on my mountain last one. week. Yeah, it's the same song. I'm gonna Google it. While I Google it, uh Caleb, introduce everyone back again. Yeah, so we're back. Um I'm Caleb and I'm here with Shane. What's up? And this is the second episode of the Anything But Work podcast. With Shane and Caleb. With Shane and Caleb. Big and Bank. Big Bank. It's Big Bank. Yeah. That's Nicki Minaj. That's Nicki Minaj. That's the name of the song. Found it. Go check it out. Yeah. No sponsor. No sponsor. <laughs> no, sponsor. <laughs> no sponsor. No sponsor. No sponsor. I'm weak. So how are you, how are you doing today, Shane? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, I'm excited to be back in the studio Today, uh, Thursday, January 10th, marks a week since we recorded the last one and the premiere of episode one. So I'm hoping people are loving that. I got some nice messages. People I haven't heard from in a bit. Yeah. Shows the support. Appreciate the love. Yeah. Yeah. We had like five or six days to listen back to the last episode and realize how often we say like. So if you catch us saying it in an episode... You'll get nothing. I'm not going to send you money, but <laughs> try to cut it a little bit. Yeah, we try to cut it a little bit because we appreciate, you know, the help. You know, if I start paying you, it becomes your job, and this is anything but work. So, you know, do that here. That's exactly what we're trying to avoid. No sweepstakes from us. <laughs> we're also broke. So, <laughs> but uh, Caleb, how have you been? Um, I'm good, man. It's Thursday. Been a long week. Yeah, I got some wine, so you know that that's that that makes things a little yeah, bit better. We, we drinking this episode. Get the clink in the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so cheers, cheers to that. Yeah, I got some white. It's tasty. Tomorrow's Friday. Two days from now is Saturday, and you know, the next day is Monday. <laughs> Isn't it Sunday? <laughs> oh yeah, Sunday. <laughs> I forgot about Sunday. It's okay. Don't we all? A Sunday is just kind of that day that disappears. You know. I usually don't do anything on Sundays. I stay home, order some Thai food, and watch TV. Yeah, that's about it. That's all you need to do, really. I love I love a rainy Sunday because then it doesn't make it makes me feel not guilty for doing nothing at all. Right, and you know, just feeling guilty about doing nothing is just kind of a sucky feeling. Like it's okay to not to do anything. You know, take it take some time for yourself. Well, that actually is part of the reason why we're doing this podcast, at least for me. Is because I don't know about you, but twenty four seven, I feel like I have to be doing something productive, oh my God. or else I'm wasting my time. Oh my god! And I realized that mentality it was just draining me. So I just needed, again, I just needed something to take my mind off of that. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I felt. And even like the things I was trying to do for fun, and will continue to do for fun. I started a YouTube channel, and I was like, oh, this is so great. First video has like 400 something views, which is amazing. I really okay, appreciate it. Okay. I know, I know, I know. First vid? Yeah, first vid. So, you know, like the it's it's going well, but I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself 
to like make everything perfect yeah and try and like oh i'm making stuff once a month and it just wasn't good for me so i really like that we're doing this this is a creative outlet that's a bit more oh i don't know looser yeah less pressure you're just like you know just kicking it kicking it with my with my best bud it's good times good times yeah so what what are we talking about today well speaking of lazy sundays with nothing to do LeBron James. <laughs> Oof. First round. Damn, man. It's crazy. Come on, LeBron. LeBron? James? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. So, obviously, as I've said before, not sports are, are not my forte, despite the fact that everyone around me is pretty into and knowledgeable about them. But I wanted to talk about LeBron James. Oh, well, specifically his Instagram and Twitter post recently, because <laughs> uh, he's a little salty. Which posts are you? Talking you didn't see about? This? No. this? Okay, I actually should have mentioned this during like the prep. So like he posted a clip from Gladiator. Oh. Where he was basically I I did yeah, it's this, the actually. quote where it's, "I'll get you, if not now, in the next life." I'll have my revenge. And it's like, whoa, like who knocked them out again? Was it the Suns? The Suns. Yeah, it's like dude. Yeah, so little context since Shane can't provide it. Oh yeah, that's all Caleb. Um the Lakers dealing with the the Lakers coming off a championship season. They were dealing with injuries all season. LeBron missed extended period of times. Anthony Davis, um, known for his unibrow, mm-hmm. second best player on the team, also extend, uh, extended period of time, lost due to injury. So they come into the playoffs the seventh seed, but they're still the second favorite team to actually win the championship according uh, to Vegas odds. Uh, and they go up 2-1 in the series, best of seven, and they lose three straight and they get bounced in the first round to the second seed, Chris Paul, the Phoenix Suns, great team. I hope they go all the way, honestly. But this actually is the first time that Le- a LeBron James-led team has been bounced um, in any round other than the finals since like 2010, which is kind of insane. That's a whole decade. I know we just talked about the rap Mount, Mount Rushmore last episode, right? But we we're talking about the 2010s uh, Mount Rushmore for basketball. It's basically just LeBron James there. All four. <laughs> All four. Four for four. All four heads. Wow. Is, is LeBron James? Well, I mean that's a pretty bad omen because he's got a pretty big game coming up in a few weeks too. What do you mean? Oh, Space Jam? Yeah, the Goon Squad, man. Can't let Bugs Bunny down. I'm actually like, I watched Space Jam so many times when I was younger that this this movie cannot be bad. Really? It can't be bad. It like at least for me. <laughs> okay, you know what? I, I I get that. Like this could be the worst movie of all time, and it's not bad to me. That's fair. No, I've been there. Like. Basically any Ninja Turtles movie, <laughs> I'll pay to see it in theaters. I'm not even. I'm not joking. Because there's I, some trash Ninja Turtles movie. There are some trash, dude. I had one, two, and three on VHS <laughs> growing up, and like my brother and I would rewind parts of that movie until we literally were throwing up laughing. Throw like literally throwing. Up? There was there would be one scene I can't even remember what scene. Like it was. you literally threw up when because like you were laughing. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone throwing. No, it's like my stomach would just be like torn to like (laughs) it's it was painful. And I was like like my brother, like stop rewinding the like 
I'm laughing. It's, it just became funnier every time. But, you know, objectively, I'll say this. Objectively, the very first Ninja Turtles movie is actually amazing cinema. It was the highest grossing independent film of all time. Really? For like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, because no one wanted to bankroll a Ninja Turtles movie, which was stupid because it was making bank with toys. But it's actually a really good movie. Yeah. Then the second one. Trash? Not. It's iconic. You got Vanilla Ice. Uh, you know, it, it's they recasted April O'Neil, but I never noticed because I was like five years old. Uh-huh. The issue with it is that, so there's this thing going on in Europe where they were like deathly afraid of like ninjutsu and like the risk of like kids hurting themselves. Okay. So they banned nunchucks. In all of Europe. It might be relegated to just the UK. Okay. I could be misremembering it, but yeah, like Michelangelo, like he could not use his nunchucks in anything. They had to edit like two seasons worth of TV. So I guess the movie oh. was trying to be conscious of that. So in the second one, you may not have noticed this if you've seen it before, but they never use their weapons. Ever. That first fight, they're like throwing hot dogs at people and stuff. I actually cannot. I can't imagine I'm, I, clearly I haven't seen the movie before right but I can't imagine Ninja, Ninja Turtles not using their weapons no they don't not at any point okay yeah wild stuff all that to say I get like those movies are kind of objectively terrible mm-hmm. but I, I pay to see a new one like now well that's how I feel I mean for Space Jam 2 undoubtedly LeBron James is just my favorite athlete of all time yeah and Space Jam is an iconic movie yeah. for me. So I got to see it. Yeah. I got to see it. I'm going to watch it. And I'm going to enjoy it regardless. Yeah. Space Jam. You got Bugs in there. You got Lola Bunny. Zendaya now. Zendaya. Voice her. Damian Lillard. Anthony Davis. The Tasmanian Devil. That's a fire cast right there. That's a pretty fire cast. Pretty fire cast. Don Cheadle's in it too. Well, who's he playing? He's like the villain. Oh, really? Yeah. The story is, is weird now. It's like they're on a computer. It just seems like they're trying to make it also Ready Player One. Okay. So there's like a, all their stuff they own is crossed over and then. So I don't know. I'm going to watch it. We so, should get tickets and go see Space Jam too. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. So what, what were these um, Instagram quotes and tweets you were talking about? Which which from LeBron? Yeah. No, it was just him. He posted a clip from Gladiator. Like... I will have my revenge in this life or the next. Oh, so, so okay. I I thought there were more than more. Oh than no, one. then then the rest was just. You know, I captioned. saw. I did see the gladiator clip, mm-hmm. and this is this has actually been a recurring theme from LeBron James, and I only know this because I'm a LeBron fanboy, but basically, <laughs> he he often requotes um, the man in the arena. Uh, speech uh, from was it Teddy Roosevelt? I think so. Which essentially talks about um, being the person who is actually uh, putting on the performance, being the person that is the figurehead, uh, being the person that is constantly criticized, and going through those failures and getting back up, um, no matter what, basically. Mm. And all the people who are criticizing from the outside, essentially the people who are in the crowd watching the man in the arena, um, can't say shit 
Wow. Because they, they don't know what they're talking about. It's the inverse panopticon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you read Foucault and was like, yeah, actually, fuck that. That's kind of dope. That's a, it's actually kind of ball with It's that. actually a really, really, really good speech. And actually, it's probably one of my favorite speeches. So I highly recommend checking it out. All right. The Man in the Arena. There you go. Recommendation. I would actually love to read that. Mm-hmm. And check that out. Speaking of men in arenas. Oh. Yeah. Also, another big sport fight event that happened over the last weekend. Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Caleb, your thoughts. Who won? <laughs> Who won? Go ahead. Call it. All right. All right. So we saw that we all saw the stats right floyd mayweather landed like 95 percent yeah. of his punches yep logan paul landed like two percent of his it punches. was like it was like 10 yeah it's bad you know May, mayweather was smiling throughout the fight logan looked like he was struggling to stand up a little bit he seemed a little gassed i'm honestly surprised he's alive but i'll, I'll get into that in a second but honestly Logan Paul won that fight. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Logan Paul, come on. There's no Floyd question. Mayweather, you're not gonna you're gonna tell me this Listen. man can't knock Logan Paul out. My favorite hypothetical, not even I guess it is a hypothetical. So I used to ask people in college, how what is the minimum amount of money someone would have to pay you to take a punch from Floyd Mayweather directly to the face uh-huh. as hard as he can? Uh-huh. Because, I mean, it's Floyd. Yeah, it's Floyd. 50-0. and 0. Fit, Untouchable. 51-0. Undefeated. He beat that guy who was not trained in boxing at all once, and it was pretty dope. Remember, uh, was that Conor McGregor? Yeah. Yep. The man himself, the notorious MMA. Yeah, he's, he's nice. He, I mean, he's... A lot of people argue that Floyd May- Mayweather is the GOAT. Of boxing, I personally wouldn't say that myself. Uh, yeah, I would disagree. But I mean, you—he has—he has a strong case. Oh he, yeah, he definitely has a strong case. He's definitely the face of the sport as it exists today. Like a very like defensive, points based. It's not really about knockouts, but he could yeah. absolutely demolish it. Exactly, and and so seeing, I mean, you brought up yeah, you just brought up a great point, and 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 his style of fighting right he's a very defensive boxer it's extremely difficult to actually hit him he's gonna tag you um and and land his points where he's gonna land Mm -hmm. his points death by a thousand punches and and that's and that's the way he does it but he when he he has shown in the past that when he truly outclasses his opponents i.e conor mcgregor like Mm -hmm. you just mentioned or that 17-year-old Japanese boy that he fought. Wow, like he, last okay, can I just say the examples we're listing? <laughs> He's kind of like pulling up to the playground and taking candy from babies. 17? Not to dismiss this dude, like, probably could beat me up at that age relative to mine, but. All right, can I, all right, can I, can I ask you a question? Because I feel like this question has to be asked. I'm really scared of what this... Okay, go it's ahead. Not, it's, it's, I don't know what it is. It's not anything crazy. Like Okay. Floyd Mayweather, this man, at this point, he doesn't he doesn't come outside for like 50, at least $50 million. Yeah. When it comes to fighting. Oh, no. <laughs> he calls himself or his brand, the money team. Yep. I think last week after the fight, he, he called himself 
a legal bank robber. Yeah, he's like, I just rob people. Uh, we okay at this point. We gotta ask: Is Floyd Mayweather broke? Did this? Did he gamble away all his money? You know, this is a similar question I'd probably ask about Michael Jordan. <laughs> and and I like seriously like. I don't know. So the way we do, people talk about being rich, where it's like there's like rich, rich, and then there's like the faux bourgeoisie. Yeah. Where it's like you could afford the aesthetic of wealth. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you're rich. And I could see, I could see that for Floyd, mm-hmm. for sure. I'm gonna be very careful with my words here because I just talked about how much money it would take for me to willingly get punched by Floyd Money Mayweather in the face. And it's a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, because I don't want to do that. So let me not talk too much smack. May or may not be referring to some of the uh, revelations that 50 Cent tried to bring to light <laughs> once upon a time, but that's none of my business. It's none of my no, business. We could definitely talk about we, that. We definitely could, but should we? He's not going to listen to this. Floyd Mayweather cannot read. So okay. There it is. There it is. He can't read. All right, continue. continue yeah, okay, okay. Because I was about to make a disclaimer, like, it does not affect his worth as a person. Although, apparently, he made... No, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he... I mean, he, yeah. Yeah. I think he dropped out of school in, like, third grade. Or yeah, but he, pro- he probably can't read. No, he, he, like, actually can't read. I know. It's actually, it's, it's kind of sad. It's actually. sad. That's what I was about to say. It's just sad. <laughs> I don't even remember where you're going, but now I'm just sad about that. <laughs> Damn. And 50 was going in on... I guess we gotta talk about like some kind of beef every episode. Last time was Push It, but like... Yeah, this man said if old. you could read one page out of, of a Harry Potter, Potter book, book. <laughs> that he, he donate like $100,000 or something like that. And we, we never saw him read the page. Well, then again, now that we're getting full circle, right? 50 Cent absolutely was broke. Like, just <laughs> before he was doing that, like, he declared bankruptcy. <laughs> So I don't know. It could be pot calling the kettle black. It could be it takes one to no one. I could see I could see Floyd being Okay, my so my thing is all right, I don't I don't think Floyd Mayweather is broke. Okay. Michael Jordan definitely isn't broke. We see the assets he has. He, but that, that's he, what I'm saying. He, I feel like the assets are like if he, if it was up to him. Yeah. I mean Jordan he he owns the Charlotte Hornets plus the Jordan brand about is that. Yeah. The Jordan brand is insane. At this point, it, basically untouchable. It it's, runs itself. It's almost a, a luxury brand, which is kind of crazy considering yeah. the the uh, how it was started. it the blue, the baby blue Air Jordans that just yeah the Carolina blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Jordan's a whole different story. For Mayweather, he's not. He doesn't clearly have um, those sort of appreciating assets that we see a lot of people with his net worth. Mm. Um, have so it's for me it's like why does he keep taking these fights honestly honestly that's kind of a good point because then he like kind of retire i don't he, know what those okay, words. yeah so he retired and then his next three fights quote unquote fights were against conor mcgregor who's not a boxer no the 17 year old japanese kid um and logan paul who is obviously like he's a child he's but, a minor <laughs> 
a seven a seventeen year old. That's why. That's why I use minor over. I mean, obviously, they kind of mean the same thing. This this kid literally was crying when they were announcing okay, so the results yeah, of the fight. That's horrible. He's <laughs> no. I mean, he's taking. He took three exhibition matches. I'd say the only one. Well, probably say only one. Okay. One of those people, two of those people, all of them were probably trained to take a punch to the face. I'd oh, say only the yeah. last one probably deserved it. Well, I don't know about Connor, but whatever. Yeah, he's definitely punching under his weight, like literally under his weight class. Yes. Like all of those people are smaller than him. Well, Logan Paul is like 40 pounds heavier than him. That was true. I did, I did remember seeing that. But still, 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 it's, it's Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul. Logan lasted every round, though. That's what I'm saying. He won. Yeah, he won. He won. He now could he he survived Floyd Mayweather and he showed up with a rare Charizard Pokemon card on a chain that he wore. Dude, you know it's worth over a million dollars now. And it was already like one of three in the world. So that's wait, what? What kind of card is this? It's like a first edition Charizard. Like Pokemon cards three? have gone like yeah, of that like printing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Or something like that. Maybe maybe of that quality. Yeah. Yeah, that was like... I, I know when the whole uh, NFT boom was happening. Oh, God. <laughs> he was um, recording himself opening up Pokemon card mm-hmm. packages and selling them as NFTs. And they were going for like $20,000, $10,000 each. I literally just don't understand. That was That was like three months ago. And now nfts like the overall nft market are down is down 90 percent. yep so everyone who bought some logan paul video nfts they're probably down bad right now very down i bad. would be sick sick to my stomach sick to my stomach i mean i feel you know some youtube celebs finessed it just in time not the annoying orange like they got flamed annoying orange yeah he tried to sell the nft of the first video and people went in but you know I think the nine cat people sold one too, but they dodged the smoke. <laughs> so, know. if you want to buy the NFT of the first, yeah, yeah, first <laughs> audio NFT podcast, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Ooh, that value is gonna appreciate. <laughs> Just wait, we're gonna have all our fans. Ray J is gonna be listening. The market is down right now. It's the perfect time to buy it, and it's only up. Buy, buy to the moon, in- baby. Invest. To invest, the moon. Invest in black business. This is the new GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Glover made some tweets a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb, do you have like the direct? quotes on those yeah let me, let me pull it up let me pull it up yeah so there's been a lot of conversation that got generated about it um he talks about canceling uh i think it's a little up in the air and what respect he means it much of the conversation ended up being about cancel culture but Caleb, okay do this with it yeah I, I have um the direct quotes here and it's a series of three consecutive tweets and Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. Homegirl dropped like the Nasdaq. <laughs> he tweeted, Saw people on here having a discussion about how tired they were of reviewing boring stuff, TV, and film. We're getting bored 
We're getting boring stuff and not even experimental mistakes because people are afraid of getting cancelled. So they feel like they can only experiment with aesthetic. Also because some of them know they're not that good. Mm. Powerful stuff, honestly. What are your thoughts? I mean, hearing that for me, a lot of like the when it was trending and everything was about always oh, like, you know, talking about cancel culture. And I think the best breakdown of what cancel culture actually is. Did you see that clip from Cat Williams which last one? week? No. So Cat Williams was on not the Joe Budden show. The Joe Budden podcast? Not the Joe Budden podcast. <laughs> May it rest in peace. Fun fact, Caleb was like, we should start a podcast the day that the Joe Budden podcast like Titanic. Yeah. So if you think about it, this is kind of a resurrection, which is why you should totally buy the NFT. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I think he was on Charlemagne's show uh-huh. and he talked about cancel culture and he's basically like, no, it's it's literally like you're a comedian. Like your job is to make people experience joy or think about the world or like laughter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of think, thank you. Uh, I kind of think that it's a sign of like laziness, essentially. If you just want to coast off your old material forever yeah. and it just hurts people, like yeah. you can't come up with anything relevant. So I, I kind of feel like that's my thoughts on cancel culture anyway. Do you think there's any merit to what um, Donald Glover tweeted about how people are, or creatives are afraid to fully express? Uh, I think, I think yes and no. I guess I didn't read it as much about cancel culture as much as was literally you won't get your project approved if you don't stay kind of safe in some ways and not necessarily safe in terms of political correctness, but kind of like what your idea or show is about. Because I know right now he's filming Atlanta season three and four back to back. Yeah. And he's gotten like a lot of credit. I think do credit, honestly, for how experimental and like weird as hell that show is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have the fact that the Teddy Perkins episode or like the episode where they go to that weird German town in Georgia and then like... Or the the, the black white yeah or yeah the, or like the black white the transracial dude the transracial yeah <laughs> looking like felon degenerates it's my favorite line in like any tv show in so long but yeah like all of that is the same show that's yeah. crazy and so having that kind of creative liberty to make a show where you can get that weird with it and get support it's because people want to see stuff like that yeah but the most popular genre of tv is cop procedurals followed by i think reality tv i'm also making these stats up but i <laughs> it feels i think no, I, I, mean, yeah. I, I think that that's probably pretty accurate right so people don't want to do different stuff not because they get canceled like for doing like something inappropriate although i'm sure that's like a fear for a lot of people mm-hmm but I kind of read it as people are afraid to do anything actually interesting or challenging to think about. So what they try and experiment with is where's, how it where is that afraid? Where is that fear coming from, though? I think a lot of it is just kind of, and I, I was kind of thinking about this recently, like the homogenization of like taste. Mm. Like twenty years ago, if you had a TV show that you really liked. 
and you like watch it as it was airing. There was no streaming service to kind of like rediscover it if you were born like five years later. Yeah. If there's no reruns, like stuff just kind of died. So you had these really divergent tastes over time that develop people are like, oh, this is of my time or the stuff that was creative around then. I have this particular attachment to it or it was part of my region. Like slang was very regional, just stuff like that. But thanks to the internet, things have really clumped together because we can really see everything. There's actual real data points on what people are interested in now. Right. And you can purchase it. Yeah. Data is the most valuable resource in the world now. Exactly. People like Marvel comics. If you're Disney, you can just buy Marvel. Yeah. So essentially now, every Wednesday, as an example, Loki is going to trend for the next four or five weeks Mm -hmm. because everyone's going to be watching that show, um, which is actually probably going to take us to our next topic, but I like to talk about this a little more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I, I guess... It's like nothing really has to be challenged anymore if you know that if you have a, a big enough budget, like everyone's going to watch your stuff anyway. It's going to rule a discussion. Everyone kind of watches the same stuff. And mm-hmm. I think it encourages people to get a little safe with it. So I, I guess that's how I took it. I mean, no, I, I see where you're coming from. I think... So I... Not super recently, but I watched a couple of comedy movies mm. from the 2000s, uh-huh. where I feel like the 2000s kind of had a, a really big boom um, of comedy in general. I feel like that was the, that was the time. Those were the blockbuster movies of that decade. I yeah. think the past 10 years, the blockbuster genre has been definitely been action movies. For sure. Yeah, we haven't had like a comedy blockbuster in a very long time. Very long honestly. time. I, I actually couldn't even... I I really tried to think mm-hmm. of one, and I couldn't think of any. Um, and so, two movies that I actually recently watched were uh, Step Brothers. Okay. And I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. I, I saw... I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry for the first time. Really, It's my girlfriend's, like, favorite comedy. One of <laughs> And I had never really? seen it. It's her and her grandma's, like, favorite movie. So she's like, we should watch this. And yeah. I was like, all right, dope. And as problematic as that, oh, let's let's stay on that movie for a second. As problematic as it is, yeah. Adam Sandler, Kevin James, they essentially are acting as if they are a gay couple, so mm-hmm. that um, Kevin if, James if can like keep. They're both firefighters. If Kevin James were to ever be injured um, while working. Mm-hmm. You know his his children will have some sort of benefits. Yeah, um, and have a guardian. In, in case of the worst, yeah. In case, in case, yeah, in, in the worst case scenario, and that's the that's the premise of the whole movie. And so you have two straight men acting as if they are gay. Yeah, and they end up becoming like like icons of the local gay community in their city, <laughs> which it's just. <laughs> Oh, happy pride by the way yeah uh, <laughs> so like so okay so i i only bring that movie up because i personally think it's hilarious but i just don't see something like that being created today because the i think directors um you know whatever publishing uh company that may be financing it mm-hmm. 
and even the actors that would be cast in the movie would just be too afraid of being canceled. I guess that's kind of my follow-up. Like, is that a bad thing? Is what a bad thing? Like, if we never get a movie like I Never Pronounce You Chuck and Larry again, or at least with a similar premise. Um, I mean, that's a good question. I think... Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's, okay, so there's, there's a fine line. I think there's a very, very fine line between something being comedic versus something being just crude mm-hmm. and and offensive and not funny. Mm-hmm. And it, it's very difficult to, to walk that line. There are comedians who I think do a great job at doing it, like Bill Burr. Bill Burr's pretty good at it. I'd also say... You know, for the not even for the time. I think even now, like Richard Pryor. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And, and then there are some comedians, honestly, more more likely that you'll see at, um, like local comedy clubs, that kind of just go for that shock factor and aren't really funny. They're just kind of offensive. Yeah. And I'm I'm not supportive of that at all. I'm just saying like, transgressive shit to get uh, a whatever reaction out of the crowd because they know they can yeah and they can kind of mask it behind uh this film of comedy right it's like oh you know i'm not actually like a bigot like it's just jokes man exactly yeah and and i so i'm not i'm not supportive of that at all Mm -hmm. um but you know I, i i i think it's okay to to joke about everything to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah. No, listen, I in that front I agree. I mean, I've I think there's this perception uh or at least like I joke with my girlfriend all the time. Like she's like, "Yo, like you said some like wild stuff." <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like the the key to comedy well, one uh, there's a bunch of theories of comedy. Obviously, it's all subjective, so your mileage may vary. But two of the ones that I think of a lot is one is that tragedy plus time equals comedy Mm. there is a way in which you could probably make a joke about really awful like real things and have it be funny if you one put in the time to like make an intelligent joke about it Mm -hmm. but also like as time passes on the ability to speak about things that were once taboo I think like being critical of the United States response to 9/11 was very much not a popular thing you could do immediately after yeah 9/11. Yeah. But now uh I think that's just the funniest thing in the world because it's raw for mm-hmm. many, but also it speaks to like a truth about a situation that was difficult to talk about at exactly. the time. Yeah. And then the other rule was like comedy should always punch up. Mm. And what do you mean by that? Um, punching up, like if you're gonna be like throwing like heat or whatever, it's usually best when it's either at your level of, I guess, like your social, political, economic, whatever, mm-hmm. um, or punch like above. One, I think, just on a purely like business standpoint, it's probably the most relatable. But also on the other, punching down is just kind of like. Yeah. This is already a situation of people who are oppressed, so... Like Mayweather. 
yeah, I mean, he definitely was punching down on some of them. I'm sure they all <laughs> want the same height. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, no one's like, oh, dude, that was sick. It's kind of like if you have a conscious, like, oh, wow, that was kind of just mean. Yeah. A little unnecessary. So I think Chuck and Larry's a weird case because I cannot speak for members of the LGBTQ community. No, absolutely um, not. Yeah. Me but neither. Yeah. But I remember like some of the reception around the film was kind of like, this was crude, <laughs> dealt in some stereotypes, but I mean, it kind of has a heart. Yeah, and and I don't say that for a lot of Adam Sandler's like later movies, because I mean, there was a point between like twenty ten, probably twenty eighteen, where this dude was just asleep at the wheel. Like, yeah, every movie was just a free. I'm pretty sure he said on the record they were just free vacations for him and his friends. <laughs> he was he was not trying. Mm-hmm. But I I mean, even like the premise is kind of it's it's explicitly like pro gay marriage. It's explicitly like pro queer people obviously yeah. lacking a ton of nuance and tact about it but for sure yeah so i i don't know i think you could make a movie with a similar premise i think the tone and the genre would probably be radically different yeah yeah i i i think comedy more so than more so than any other creative outlet honestly whether it be dance, yeah, art, um, other sort of film, film genres, action, mm-hmm. or whatever, um, and and everything in between. I think comedy has a very unique um, ability to sort of bridge the gap between extremely uncomfortable topics mm-hmm. that are rarely addressed but everyone in the room is kind of thinking about right um and like actually starting that conversation um if that makes sense and so yeah, it does and 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 it's nice to ha- sort of have that outlet um without without it being awkward without it being super serious um and it's like an icebreaker right yeah you know when you when you're meeting someone for the first time you're not going to start talking about politics you're not going to start talking about religion you're not going to start talking about how much money you make the controversial you you want there to be some sort of um comedic outlet you want there to be some sort of laughs exchange so that you can kind of ease yourself into that conversation i think the genre of comedy allows people to do that into whatever the conversation may be. Exactly. Um, but I think, you know, the overall quality of that genre has decreased a little bit over the past couple of years. Um, and I think, it, I think it yeah. is, I think it is largely due to cancel culture. And I, I think I would add into that, that I think that's a big part of it, but I also think that this is sort of the prelude to, not even the prelude to, because I think it's happening now, of comedy just adapting. Because I do think, like, in the early 2000s, comedy was king. Even before that. Like, there was a ton of, like, blockbuster, like, comedy films. Yeah. Um, What am I thinking of? 
thinking about like the vacation films. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, what is it called? American Pie. Like mm-hmm. a lot of like sex comedies were really big. Um, comedy in general was just dominating. Yeah, stand-up comedians were going on world tours and right. selling out stadiums. Right. The The last comedian we have who really does that is Kevin Hart. And no offense to Kevin Hart fans, he has like three jokes. <laughs> three jokes. Three jokes. Three jokes. And they all come from the fact that he's short. They're not all about the fact that he's short, but they all start there. Uh-huh. And then cheated on his wife. <laughs> Twice. Well, cheated on one wife. Cheated on the other one. Oh, no man. celebrity is saved. No love, celebrity is saved. I love Kevin Hart. Yeah, like yeah, that. I just, I gotta say it like it is. All right, so, okay. Like, what are you, what are your thoughts on cancel culture in general? I, like I said, I feel like, and I want to pull up the Cat Williams clip. I don't know if we could get it in this episode. We'll definitely, we'll t- like... We'll watch it after. But yeah. the gist of it is essentially that, yo, as comedians, you have to be flexible and grow. And that's kind of where I feel like comedy is at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's at a point where it's going to really blossom and already has blossomed into some really interesting comedy that often is like really dark. Mm-hmm. Like, what's a good example? Rick and Morty is probably like the most, like the biggest comedy cartoon right now. And I, I think it's primarily a comedy. It's right? yeah, it's, it's up there for sure. Yeah, Family Guy and American Dad and and Bob's Burgers. Bob's and Burgers. Those, those yeah. shows are surprisingly like super big still. They're super big. I mean, you know, Family Guy's been a zombie for like six seasons, <laughs> but Bob's Burgers is legitimately great. And hot take: American Dad is the best show that Seth MacFarlane has ever been involved in. That is a hot take. That's a real hot take. Dude, I, it's not you're not the first person I, I've heard say that. I though. promise it's not a hot take if you watched any like any of the recent stuff. That show is amazing. American Dad slaps. That's that's my hot take for the day. Let's leave that out there. What were you saying about Rick and Morty? Oh, though? right, right, right. But Rick and Morty's huge. Yeah. It's everywhere. And you know, they've had they have a lot of I mean, it's by Dan Harmon who did community and he just loves like meta stuff. Stories about stories about stories about the arcs that people go through or don't go through. Um, so I think he's been able to get a lot of that into a package where almost everybody enjoys it, even though a lot of the jokes have like people getting murdered as punchlines. Yeah. Or like there's at least like three, ep- <laughs> there's at least like three jokes that pop up in my head that are about incest <laughs> that. It's like weird how often it's come up. I'm a, I'm I'm got my eyes on some of these writers, but dark stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dark stuff and they make it funny and people love it. Yeah. And like I just feel like I'm expecting 5 years from now or whenever Rick and Morty is over, one day someone's going to be like, "Oh, you couldn't make Rick and Morty now." And I'm like, "Shut up." Yes, you could. There's some stuff you couldn't make now. Okay, this but not all. I think a lot you, of it you could. Do you think Rick and Morty is given more leeway because it is an animated show versus a live action show. Yes and no. What yes and no. Because it's always sunny in Philadelphia has been on the air for like almost 20 years. Okay, I've I've, I've never seen that show, so it, I can't. Remember when we were like 3 weeks ago? Yeah, so the homies came back and there was that clip <laughs> that he showed us where it was like the implication <laughs> stuff. That's it's always sunny. 
and that was early. They've only done wilder stuff since then. There's a, there's like a trilogy of episodes with him in blackface, yeah. and it totally works. I don't know about totally. Again, I I don't want to give too much of the benefit of the doubt okay. to admittedly very funny white people who I'm sure are doing their best, but I, I'm sorry, I just don't believe you you can just like not be racist that many years in a row at least a couple times <laughs> despite your best intentions like it the odds just aren't in your favor yeah so i i think this show's hilarious uh-huh. i've seen a lot of it i want to watch more and it's it's as you saw like they're joking about some really messed up stuff but the joke is that they're all awful people yeah i think the difference with like some jokes that people are like oh you can't make anymore it's kind of like the joke isn't that I'm an awful person for saying this. It's that, oh, these people are awful because of some crap they can't control. Or they're like a punchline to laugh at. Do you think people deserve to be canceled? I mean, what does canceling mean? Like, I'll, I'll say this. No, 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 I'm serious. <laughs> no, that's a good, that is a good question. It's a good question because there's a range. I feel like we talk about cancel culture for someone like Roseanne Barr. And is that Roseanne Barr? Is that her last name? I don't even know who Roseanne Barr is, so I don't know what oh, you're talking okay. about. Well, she had a show called Roseanne. and Oh, Roseanne. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that Yeah, that Roseanne, right. Okay. So it got canceled because it got revived on ABC, and then it got canceled. Literally canceled. <laughs> See, another 2000s Be- comedy sitcom. Oh, my God. Well, not to, it was 2010s. It was like three was years it? ago. No, it came back three years ago. No, it got canceled three years ago. It came back like five years ago. No, but Roseanne was airing when we were like kids. Yeah, it was airing when we were kids. And then it stopped. Yeah. They did a revival in like 2017. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And then 2018, they canceled the revival and renamed it The Connors. And then oh. they were just like, oh, Roseanne died on the way back to her home planet. <laughs> but she said some super racist, like ultra racist stuff and those bits like oh i was off the ambient and it's like okay what what did she yeah, say what'd she say okay let me, <laughs> let me google stall for a second I, what was roseanne canceled for i'm gonna find this out i i will i mean while you while you look that up i'll just give some quick thoughts mm-hmm. um some people 1000 percent deserve to be canceled yeah and when i say that I think the people that deserve to be canceled are the ones that honestly just should be in jail. And I'm talking about the R. Kelly's of the That's world. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the Tory Lanes of the, the Tory world. The Tory Lanes, the Bill Cosby's. The Bill Cosby's of the world. Nah, Sultan Black women getting away with it for fucking decades. Like, no. But other like <laughs> other than that, and and then there's there's the racist people and mm-hmm. and 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 the homophobic people and, and that, this is what I'm asking like who's left <laughs> I'm serious I mean yeah but other than that I don't I just feel like everyone everyone's gonna make mistakes especially if you're a public figure where you know every aspect of your life is gonna be on camera in in some way shape or form whether that's TV social yeah. media um or anything in between film Mm -hmm. or tmz just running up on you at any point in time at the end of the day we're we're all human right Mm -hmm. and and it's impossible for you to to put up your your best face 24 7 yeah no way and especially when you're expected to basically have 
your life be able to be accessed by anyone and everyone in some way. Yeah. No matter what, for the rest of your life. And I don't think people should be punished for that permanently no. if they have a 30 second lapse, you know? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we, we have the we have the quote. Yeah, we have the Roseanne and I'm like, wow, this is really bad. Um <laughs> But yeah, this is from the New York Times. This happened back in twenty eighteen. Um ABC abruptly canceled Roseanne hours after Miss Barr, the show's star and co-creator, posted a racist tweet about Valerie Jarrett, an African-American woman who was a senior advisor to Barack Obama throughout his presidency and considered one of his most influential aides. Miss Barr wrote, if, wow, if the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ. Wow. Yeah, see... Uh, that's fucking disgusting. I'm not mad at Roseanne being canceled. Though. Yeah, I mean, fuck her. I'm not. I'm not mad at that because you know that that I mean that has absolutely nothing to do with what Donald Glover was talking about in his no. tweets. Yeah, and I mean it's with Roseanne. It's a multi-camera ex- creative sitcom. expression. That's just that's just straight up being racist. Yeah, it's just vile shit. But this is why I ask, right? Like. What is an example of someone who has been canceled in the way that Donald Glover is referring to? Where it's like it it stopped them from making good art beyond like aesthetic. I don't I don't think it there's I don't think there's a super clear example off mm-hmm. the top of my head. Probably like I smaller think, scale stuff we Yeah, I, but I think it's it's the fear of being canceled in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, off of something that you produce and put out to the world that stops people um, from fully expressing themselves or minimizing whatever joke that they were going to create. Mm. Um, So we don't ever actually see that come to fruition uh, because of that fear. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, what, what could have been? Exactly. And we'll never know. Yeah. I suppose I just I kind of feel like what we have gotten has been pretty and when he was talking about aesthetic right the person came to mind for me and I have a lot of smoke for this creative in general um <laughs> not that all of her stuff is bad Lena Wave. so them on Amazon Prime you know an anthology series the first season is about a black family moving to Compton I refuse to watch it just because it's apparently a ghost story, but the main thrust of the conflict is racism displayed in like horrifically graphic detail mm-hmm. for all to ponder. She also made Queen and Slim, which is a film about a black couple who through some kind of incident accidentally like shoot and kill a police officer that movie that movie traumatized me i've seen it once i don't think i can ever watch it again so i never watched it and i'm really glad you i haven't watched it. it no no i haven't watched queen and slim and, and unlike with them you have to, I, I did not you, know what I, I i'm saying i got traumatized from that movie but i'm also saying it's a must watch at the okay same time. so i'm gonna ask you a question about the movie okay and you can feel free to spoil it for me if you don't want to get spoiled for this movie for whatever reason I'll put something in the description. You can skip this. Do they die at the end of it? Um, one person dies. Okay, I'm good. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm good. 
Uh, no, straight up. I think I'm good. I actually I could be wrong. I I could be remembering it wrongly, but one person definitely dies. They might both die. And I am just traumatized and don't remember. Fully. Yeah, I mean trauma. Your brain actively tries to protect you. But at least really? one of them dies. Possibly both of them. See, and this no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. And I'm like, would say something like. When they see us, right? That's a story about Central Park Five. Yeah, that's... the true story. Of, and you were the one who told me, like, because I think it was right after it had come out. I was, I was like visiting you at Columbia. Yeah, and we talked about it, and you were like, "Yeah, it's crazy." And there, that um, the lawyer from that show was actually like teaching at the school at the time. Yeah, yeah, doesn't know, but yeah, there, it it was just that was real. And, you know, obviously your mileage may vary. If you want to watch the truth of life for black people and you are black, I'm specifying that because um, I think there's a bit of a different relationship to it if you're not. Um, only a bit. Um, I think that's your prerogative. Like, feel free. I think recently I'm just kind of burnt out. I'm burnt out. And it's not that I'll never be into any of it again. Like, I think... I've heard some very convincing arguments for watching the Underground Railroad mm-hmm. from Barry Jenkins, the guy who did Moonlight, mm. and um, what's it called uh, Beale Street. Yeah, yeah, and he's like a really good director, and you know it's about the Underground Railroad clearly. But I've heard really good things. I'll consider it. I'll say so. Only two. My whole life, only two pieces of film have ever made me cry. Mm-hmm. One of them is When They See Us, mm-hmm. um, four-part film on on Netflix, Netflix, like you yeah. said, about the Central Park Five story. Extremely sad. Um, the second one is Toy Story 4. <laughs> Bro, we talked about this recently, too. Toy Story 4. Forky, Forky man, he... Wait, you cried around Forky? He just wrenches the heart. Wait, you cried about Forky? I actually don't remember what specifically I cried about when oh, I was I watching. I cried about. Well, what were you crying about, dude? The ending, Jesus. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad movie. Oh, it's a sad we're not gonna movie. we're not gonna spoil that one. Well, I'm not gonna spoil that one. You, you guys should watch Toy Story Four. It's really good. But I was like sobbing in the theater. Kids yeah. were staring at me. It was embarrassing for my girlfriend. Not yeah, it's having a moment. I mean, you. I mean, before. You did bring up a good point, though, in that there has been a new wave of black cinematography mm-hmm. where we have black directors, uh, black lead actors, you know, black supporting cast, right? The whole nine. Mm-hmm. But so so often those movies are just filled with black trauma right that makes it so extremely difficult to watch like why can't we just have like the fast and furious and it's just black people i mean this is the thing right like we used to get movies where everyone was black behind and in front of the camera and it was about like shit Mm -hmm. like coming to america existed in the (laughs) 80s like and we got a mix i think recently the resurgence has been like, oh, you know, we need to like recontextualize this 
like our trauma in a way, but I feel like the trauma is thought of specifically from the lens of, you know, obviously this is your situation, this is your situation of black people who grew up around white people, mm-hmm. which in part, like we were, I specify like, oh in yeah, part, yeah. Cause you know, I mean, we spent, once this, we were 14 years old. Yeah. From there. This we, PWIs. Right. And we sought out other people of color to be around, but you know, it definitely affected my perspective on, things and yeah. i think my own racial identity in a way where i was kind of like really introspective about the trauma or reality being black but that is definitely not all there is to it mm-hmm. at all and so i i just think it's kind of derivative and that's when he's talking about aesthetic it's like you can make these shows as pretty as you want but when you're showing me like a reflection of of my mother and my brother my yeah. family being tortured it's like, what is this doing to me? It's it's fucking me up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I, I don't want to see that either. I don't want to see it. I see I I definitely see the um the cinem the cinematic integrity of it. Right. I want You've done your research. I one thousand percent understand the message. Um I don't even know if I go that far. <laughs> I usually <laughs> I usually understand the message and right. I usually understand the goal um of those type of films or you know just creative outlets in mm-hmm. general but also it's just too much at it's this much. i'm i'm burnt out i'm burnt out it's too much i got enough trauma in my personal life to be that's what i be traumatized by no. some entertainment at this point <laughs> it really could have just been the last year but like antebellum and lovecraft country dropped at the same time Bruh, I watched all of that and I was like, oh my God, my, oh, my soul. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. This portion of the episode contains major, indiscriminate spoilers for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If for whatever reason, you have not seen the movies or the show The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, skip to the 1 hour 12 minute 44 second mark. Love ya. Yeah, I did, the, the first YouTube video I did was like 40 minutes about specifically Lovecraft, but like life trauma and stuff. Mm-hmm. Check that out if you're interested. But we should talk about something a little lighter. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, what do you What do you want to move on to? Honestly, so we have Invincible on this list. We uh, watched at different times the Amazon series based off the comic book mm-hmm. Invincible. Uh, speaking of trauma, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but I kind of, I don't know about you. I would love to jump into that. I kind of want to talk the MCU. Yeah, we, we, we can save that. We can save that topic for another day. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this this MCU yeah. topic. You want to introduce it? Yes, I, I would love to introduce it. So, you were thinking, you know, I was thinking of ideas to talk about the MCU. So, there's a new MCU show out now. Their third one, Loki, mm-hmm. starring Tom Hiddleston. You know, the greasy boy is back. Disney Plus, but no sponsorship. No, again. Disney Plus, no sponsorship, no sponsorship. We would take a... Hey, we would. I would take a Disney Plus sponsor. We'll take it. We'll take it. I won't even talk about how y'all monopolized everyone's childhoods, <laughs> but you know, absolutely, I'm big Star Wars head, bro. Give me on the volume. Put me in Mandalorian season three, like, <laughs> please. I'm begging you. Um, but the MCU, I wanted to talk about it this week, but I didn't want to spoil too much of anything. So my girlfriend has never seen the Marvel movies. Like, None of them at all. She did not know who the Hulk was. We were watching the You're Incredibles. lying. 
You're you can, lying. You can ask her after. You, how do you not know who the Incredible? We were Hulk watching is? the Incredible Hulk, the movie, and she was like, the "So what?" Movie. She said, "So what is the Hulk?" Bro, I, like I, when he was beating people, she's like, "Oh, so that's the Hulk." I, I honestly, I don't believe you. You don't have to. You know what else is crazy? <laughs> she had never seen Star Wars. Okay, so we watched that's, the original. That's more believable. That's more, but she didn't even, dude. She didn't even know about the the twist. I have it on camera. That's still more believable than not knowing who the Incredible Hulk. She'd is. only seen Spider Man, like the Sam Raimi stuff. And, right. and I took her to see um, Far From Home, which was unfortunate because Iron Man's her favorite character now. So that's the only thing she knows about him and how it ends up. Alright, so so where were you? Where were you going? Where was I going? So basically, we made a Google Doc that we actively update every time we finish a movie, uh-huh. and we're ranking them. Um, and we ranking them on a few categories: uh, best, like you know, ranking the movies, ranking villains. Yeah, we even rank romances uh, okay. by who the most down bad is. Yeah. So far, it's Natalie Portman, and it's disgusting. In which movie? Uh, Thor one and two. It's actually so <laughs> gross. It's like, girl, stop. Stop. You're you're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing me and I'm watching. Uh-huh. But all this to say, Caleb, I wanted to talk, who is the most mid in the MCU? Just the trashest character, superhero, non-superhero, powers, no powers, whatever. Who is just the most mid? And I'm going to assume, have you seen any of the shows yet? Yeah, I've, I've seen... Um... Actually, I've only seen Captain and Captain Falcon in the Winter Soldier. Captain Falcon. Falcon Punch. There you go. I haven't seen a WandaVision. I haven't seen WandaVision. And I haven't seen the first episode of Loki yet. Okay, that's. But cool. I do plan on catching up on on both of them. Yeah, so we can spoil through the Captain America, I think. Yeah, I mean, and feel free to spoil through on 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 both of the shows. Like, I, I, I'm not. I don't, no, I don't. I I think WandaVision especially is it's it's fun to go on like one okay yeah so just like last episode i feel like before revealing our answers i think we gotta talk about some candidates first. oh absolutely just the absolute trash so who's first i'll i'll say the first one yeah go ahead go ahead this is obviously a low blow <laughs> hawkeye mid as fuck no mm-mm. all right i'm sorry bro hawkeye okay okay hawkeye is mid for sure Mm-hmm. But I feel like when, when we get to our final answers, it has to be someone that has their own movie and or TV show. Okay. Because at this point, Hawkeye is kind of just like a support. Well, I'm character. saying Hawkeye's getting a TV show. It's coming out this year. Okay, let's go with movie. Okay, fair. They have to have their own movie. Do they have. Okay, so it has to be their movie. So we're talking main character energy only. Yes. For the candidates. Yes. Okay, that narrows it down. There's a lot of characters. So that narrows it down. There, yes. Most mid. So so who are some characters out there? Do do supporting characters who are also in these movies count? They they can. They it can't can. be Hawkeye, bro. Hawkeye is whack. Damn. Jeremy Renner gets no respect. But I don't know if he deserves it, so I don't feel bad about that. Okay, so let's just let's just list some names. Not that these are candidates. I'm gonna just list some names. Okay, and then we'll respond as they as they as they popcorn out. So just some 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 characters who are the Incredible know, Hulk in the MCU universe. We got the Incredible Hulk. We yeah. have Iron Man. We have Captain America. 
kind of mid. Thor. We have Ant-Man. Not mid. We got Black Panther. Spider-Man. Um, <sighs> who am I missing? We got Black Widow. It's not fair to call her mid. <laughs> it's it's actually not. I don't think it is. I think I honestly think she's a little she she deserves some more respect on her name. No, seriously. But yeah. Who 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 am I missing? Am I missing anyone? I mean, you basically listed most of the OG of I mean Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, Doctor Strange. Captain Marvel. Wasp. Uh who else? All of the Guardians of the Galaxy. We can, we can include some villains in there too. We got Thanos. Mid. Um, <laughs> what? Mid. What? Mid. All right, we'll get back to that. Deadpool. Um, you know, is that Deadpool's not MCU yet? He not will MCU. be. Okay, yeah, that's true. We got Bucky. Mid. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy characters. If I had to get specific. You can't say everyone is mid, bro. I'm uh, not calling all the mid. I'm saying Drax is mid. Okay, we have we have uh obviously Falcon. He was mid. And Loki, Gamora. Alright, so so off of who we've mentioned. Who's who's the Who's the most mid? Who's the most whack? Oh, just whack okay. Okay, let me think about I'll, Let me talk through it. Okay, so the first person I said was mid was the Incredible Hulk. And let me explain my reasoning. Because yep. people are going to... First of all, first of all, I am a fan of the recast. I think Edward Norton did a decent job in the Incredible Hulk movie. But now Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk to me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. kills it. He's, I, a, he's a good Hulk. He's, he's, a, good he's, Hulk. A, he's a great Hulk. He's a great Bruce Banner. Mid. I'm sorry, bro. I was in a packed theater full of friends and loved ones. And when I saw him got get clapped... By Thanos and Infinity War, bro. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. They a, cheered? Oh my god. No, they ain't cheer. Everyone was like, oh shit. <laughs> so Grimace ain't playing. Like, nah, Thanos two pieced him. That was embarrassing. I was embarrassed. I was like, yo, I did not pay this much. Then he then Hulk was scared the rest of the movie. Yeah. Could you oh come on. Mid. The I'll say this. The Hulk is mid. Okay. Bruce Banner is actually like, you know, okay, puny well, Banner deserves right, respect. You, okay, you also said Thanos is mid. You're going to have to explain I'm, that. I'm one. also correct. Thanos okay. is mid. Thanos How? is mid as hell. How? Bro, he's lazy. He's lazy? Mm-hmm. In what way? First of all, you know how many fights he could have just... He should have just ended from jump. Like, listen, I understand it's a movie. We're here to be entertained. Yeah. But also the MCU is just a giant toy box of the craziest shit ever. And they just throw billions of dollars in the special effects budget. Yeah. So it's like, listen, I know it's a spectacle. We got to make it drawn out and everything. But Thanos, by the time he had, what, the Power Stone? I'm pretty sure that's like the first one he got. The movie's <laughs> over. It's power as a concept. Um, no, you're done. You're done. And, and you have the reality. He was snapping people into ribbons. Turning people into bubbles. Like, shut up, bro. No Spider-Man didn't kick him in his fucking face. Like, he's done. He's paced on the sidewalk. He's mid. You know? Okay, he, so you're saying he's mid because he had the power. He He's lazy, bro. He had all-encompassing power, and he was lazy and not 
I guess on one level, it. I res- he did it like it was a, a, re- a religious pilgrimage. You know, he dropped the armor. He's like, you know, I'm going to go hand-to-hand on Hulk because this green boy ain't nothing on me. But, you know, I just... There's, a, like, there's a lot of people out there who think, you know, Thanos was right. Are they right to think that? that was know, Thanos right? <laughs> you know, there, there's an interesting conversation there where, you know, if... <laughs> If 50% of the population did just disappear, we would be fucked. We would be we would be really fucked if 50% of the population disappeared. We lose that much biodiversity, we're fucked. Diversity. Biodiversity. Oh, biodiversity. Yeah, not diverse. Yo, imagine. <laughs> like so many like right-wing idiots are like, "Oh my god, the great replacement." Like <laughs> They're trying to replace us. So we got to get rid of critical race theory, blah, blah, blah. What if Thanos just snapped and it was like all white people disappeared? Yo. Yo. <laughs> Crazy, bro. I'd be like, yo, that's fucked up. But wow. <laughs> yo, we're mad at us. Homie Thanos, look at him. Man, you're talking about Antifa. I'm talking about them Infinity Stones. Y'all worried about the wrong shit. Y'all worried about the wrong people. <laughs> Alright, I'm not gonna say Thanos was right, but you gonna say he was wrong? I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna say he was wrong either. I, Humans are destroying the Earth, but this is the problem. Like Thanos was taking that shit intergalactic. That is true. Half of life in the universe. Yeah, that's, that's and it's that's, like, that's damn. Point. I I think you have a great case for Earth being wasteful, but you know, as history has shown us. And just, you know, ethics. Genocide is always bad. <laughs> always. And Homie was like, you know what? Not just Earth. Everybody. Like, honestly, his whole problem was like, on my planet, we ran out of resources. I suggested a batshit insane genocide idea. Yeah. And they weren't fucking with it. Bro, if you want the stones so damn bad, just make more resources for your planet. Yeah, I feel like okay. I Bring feel them like back. I need to make it clear because I don't support genocide in any way. <laughs> no, you didn't. Actually, shout out, um, Free Palestine. Yeah, Free one, Palestine. One thousand percent Free Palestine. This is not a Zionist podcast. No, not at all. No, and and you know, I feel like I just had to. I had to draw that boundary. No, yeah. But if there was a way where fifty percent <laughs> of the population just happened to disappear, almost almost as if they didn't exist before. So rapture type beat. Like not not that they're getting killed or murdered or But it's just they just kind of or completely erased. It's just it's just, just like, like the MCU. they they never existed. Okay. Turn to dust. Turn to dust. I think you know, the earth would, would heal itself a little bit. Okay, so your team, uh, the Flag Smashers, basically. If all right, if if Thanos were to snap, do you think you would survive? You want to find out right now? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Look, the um, I think it was called Did I Survive? Yeah, the snap. Somebody made. Yeah, did Thanos kill me? Did Thanos kill me? Dot. Oh, did Thanos kill dot me? There we go. Okay, so I just did it, and it said you were slain by Thanos for the good of the universe. If I hit refresh, I'll tell you if you survived or not. Ah, uh, yeah, let's see it. Let's see it. Yeah, see, I survived. All right, so if this pie, if Thanos snapped right now, 
uh, clearly Caleb would be left to take over the podcast and I would disappear into the aether for at least five years. See, this see, this, still... see, this is what I was talking about. You guys would be left with just me and the podcast would, would improve. You know? How? <laughs> Who are you replacing me? It's my apartment. It's my microphone. Oh my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> Oh, that's messed up, man. Nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. Nah, yeah. I, love, I love my buddy over yeah, here. Yeah. I would be sad if you disappeared and turned to dust. It would be sad as fuck. So, all right. So, back back to the original topic. <laughs> Who's mid? Okay, the most mid. Uh, who else did we talk about? How do you feel about um? How do you feel about Thor? Is Thor mid? Is Thor whack? Let me let me hear Actually, let whack. me hear your choice. Let me hear your choice. My choice. Like I have to choose one right now. I mean, we can keep talking about candidates, but eventually we got to choose. We each got to choose someone. That's true. It's so hard to narrow it down. This is the most whack. I think I'm going to keep it to Earth, so I'm going to keep the Guardians of the Galaxy out of this one. Yep. Just because, I mean, they're they're all fine. I don't think any... Pretty... Maybe maybe Peter. Maybe Star-Lord. <laughs> He's a little whack, but I'm not going to hold... I, I like... Uh, what's his name? Chris... Chris what? The actor? Pratt? Chris Pratt? I yeah. like Chris Pratt. He's alright. You know, you're not a fan? He's, he's alright. Nah, I, like, I, I, I just think he's fine. I think he's kind of funny. He's fine. No, I think he's entertaining to watch. You know what? Honestly, an actor that's getting really irritating for me, I'm actually kind of not excited for them to be part of the MCU. Ryan Reynolds, man. You don't like him? He's he's starting to he's starting to degrade on me. How so? I don't know. It's his voice. His voice? Yeah, I don't, I, I, don't, I can't quite pin it down. It wasn't doing it for me. I mean, Ryan Reynolds just seems like a person who thinks they're really, really funny. Right. Without actually always being funny. Right. But they always talk as if you were laughing at whatever they just said. Yeah. And it's like, ooh. Believe your friends in real life? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Probably not. But not because... I think I would think Reynolds he's lame. I think he's not stressed about. No, I think I actually, you know, I, I could very much be be wrong in this. Wait, wait, who's Ryan Reynolds married to? It's another celebrity, right? Blake Lively. Blake Lively, yes. Okay, I'm Am pretty I right? sure. I'm pretty sure it's Blake Lively, and I'm also very sure that they got married on a plantation. Ooh. <laughs> Yo, I was just thinking about yeah, Blake Lively. I, oh, he was married to Scarlett Johansson. Wait a minute, what? Really? He was married to Scarlett Johansson? Damn. Wow, Black Widow. What? Damn, man. That's crazy. Damn, man's getting around. Damn. All right. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. What were we saying? He's. You're, you were saying that Ryan oh, the, Reynolds is whack. The plantation. Yeah, he is whack for that. Whack yeah. points. You can't get married on a plant. Hot look, not not hot take. That's not a hot take. take. Don't that's get just, married on a plantation. That's period. an order. Period. Yeah. No. Slaves. <laughs> Slavery. <laughs> God, what is wrong with you people? I'm not assuming that you guys want to get married on plantations, but just don't. <laughs> just don't. That's bad. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, it's so pretty. Fine. The outside's everywhere, I promise. I promise. There's a lot of pretty places. There's a lot of pretty places. You know, it don't have to be the plantation. Talking bro. about, oh, you know, it's just so scenic. Yeah, you know what else is scenic, bro? Them cotton fields. The beach. The, mm, go to the beach. Go to the beach. 
Marin on the sand. Get Go to the beach. There. Find yeah. an, a farm. Literally a farm. And make sure it's, it was just a farm. <laughs> Always a farm. Please. Oh, yo. If I find out. If if you're any fan of this show, if you're subscribed, which you should. We probably should have put that plug in earlier. Subscribe. Subscribe. Follow, like. Send, follow, put, subscribe. A, put a like below. Write a little comment. Um, write know, a little comment. Share share with your friends. You should write um, how you think Caleb's beard looked while we were recording this episode. You should write that as a you little probably note. can't see this, though. No, I'm saying they can't, so they gotta guess. Bro, my beard is always A1. You ain't gotta guess. Guess anyway. <laughs> guess anyway. Write a little comment. Put a little kissy face emoji in there. Like, show some love. Show some love. But yeah, like, if I find out any of y'all... I'm married on a plantation. You're dead to me. <laughs> if you're going to get married at all, don't do it on a plant. Don't even visit. Don't even stop that. <laughs> Disgusting. It Honestly, it really should not be a conversation. But all. we got to talk. Apparently, we have to say it. Um, wait, someone, like, someone has to say it. Yeah. Someone with a bigger platform than us has to say it. Right. I need somebody to say it with their chest. Because it's, it's actually just not acceptable to just... To get married on a plantation. Who would be the best candidate to say that if not? Okay. Kanye? <laughs> not Kanye. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my God. I should have wrote this. was actually something trending yesterday. I was like, I should talk about this on the podcast. You see that he's moved on? What are you talking about? Kanye. He has, a, he has another woman. He's, with, in he's his with another person, another woman in his life. A supermodel. Hey, I mean, he's he's not he's not in a relationship anymore. And yeah, I, I want him to be happy. You know, I want everyone to be happy. So I guess that I want everyone to be happy at the end of the day too. Hey, I don't really even really know my full thoughts on. I guess I'm surprised. I didn't expect it so quick, but it does seem like Kanye, you know, was very much speeding through this divorce. In the proceedings leading up to it, ever since the Chris Jong Un tweet, so you know, I guess. But he was, said he was in the sunken place. That was the single best day I've ever been on Twitter in my life. I don't know if anything will ever get better than that. I just didn't know how to process that that was a real thing that he tweeted. <laughs> said he was in the sunken place. Have you ever been in the sunken place, Caleb? Have I ever? Been? Hell no. Hell That's no. the short answer. Hell no. What's the long answer? The short answer is hell to the to the hell to the no no no. <laughs> hey, there there is no honestly there is no long answer. I've, I've never been in the sunken place. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I've seen some. I've seen some folks in there though. <laughs> you know. Some folks they got a little lost. Some in the people, yes, about to say people get lost in the sauce. <laughs> no, that's too much sauce. Too much sauce. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like <sighs> they they tend to make themselves background though. That's true. They turn on the back. Just being the I I don't ever in my obviously I'm young, but I have no intentions of ever being in the situation. Like I don't ever want to be the token friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think at this point it's impossible with the trajectory of how I've socialized myself. But no, dude, if I'm the only black guy there, only black person. I mean, okay, so honestly, the the real answer, the long answer, is that I've been going to 
predominantly white institution since like when I was in school, at least through high school, all the way through college. Yeah. Um, and so there were definitely instances where I was the only black person in the room. Um, oftentimes in class yeah. and honestly, in most of my classes, some of the, the, the dorm, uh, halls that I've lived on, um, in college, like I joined a frat, which I wasn't the only black person in the frat, but there were only a couple of us, um, mm. out of the lot. That's, I mean, that's a whole different story for another day. Oh, I, yeah, that'll be a great yeah. <laughs> episode. <laughs> um, and you know, sometimes I definitely found myself, um, conforming to whatever the standards of the environment were. Yeah, code switching. To, to, to kind of, yeah, exactly, code switching. To fit in, um, to feel comfortable, to, 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 to feel unintimidating. Mm. I've actually been told by some people that I'm an intimidating person, which is kind of ridiculous to me That's because... Funny. I, you know, I, to me, I'm the most harmless person in the world. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and so, 1000%, I have code switched. Um, and, like, fairly often, honestly. But you will not see me in the sunken place. No, sir! <laughs> no, sir! I mean, I... It's funny, in high school, there was a guy we used to hang out with. And he once told me I was the least intimidating black person he knew. <laughs> which... You know, I didn't study psychology, but I probably would have had to have like four years of that to even start unpacking how <laughs> fucked up that was. But, you know, stuff like that, yeah, it just kind of sticks with you. And I feel like when you go to PWIs, there's kind of three responses you can have in terms of how you socialize. You either just kind of like stay mostly yourself and, you know, you do your best. You quote switch when you have to, but for the most part you find community with people who care about you. And more often than not, those end up being other people of color. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a mix, but yeah, mostly. Or there's kind of like, you completely lean into it for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. So you definitely might have some associates who are, you know, brown like you, but a lot of your community is going to be white students or other white people. And that's sort of like your collective support system, for better yeah. or for worse. Yeah. And then like the third option is just kind of you go ghost and like no one knows who the hell you are until you graduate. But you, you found whatever you were doing. You found your crew, yeah. however that may be. And that's how it worked out. And so I feel like I was always in the first group in high school and in college. Which was? The first group being I mostly found my community mm -hmm. you know i i was a part of the black student groups and you know just a lot of the stuff i was doing was just around other brown people so i had had a lot of social connections for sure but i'd say like a lot of my classes were like all white students but i also concentrated in africana studies so a lot of like my classmates were also my friends mm -hmm. and a lot of us were black mm -hmm. so you know, obviously have as many friends as, as you want, but I, I don't I don't think I've ever really been in the sunken place. I've definitely seen the shore of that. <laughs> definitely seen the shore, seen many walk in and never walk out. 
you know, maybe even had the waves touch my toes when necessary. You know, they these housing groups are random and based off the demographics of the school in their own words. Mm-hmm. So it was like me, two other black people, and then like everyone was white. Yeah. Yeah. And there was definitely some cool people I met there. But, you know, then there would be moments where I'm like, oh, somebody should rap. And everyone simultaneously turns <laughs> their heads towards me. And I'm like, oh, wow. So I have to not like be in this building for a month because that was a lot. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. That's weird. You didn't spit some fire for them? No, I, dude, I have, first of all, I have no bars in general. <laughs> in general, I have no bars. And second of all, they would know that if they knew me as a person and not my skin color. Yeah. You know, so yeah, never been in the second place either. Gang, gang. All right. On that note, I'm going to go pee real quick. And oh, then go we're, ahead. Gonna, we're gonna go wrap. We're gonna wrap up the the MCU conversation. Yes, we will. We, we haven't made our picks yet. Go pee, man. All right, let me go pee. The next section spoils Black Panther, but literally everyone saw that. LOL. You'll be fine. Although you know who I just realized, and this is legitimately a hot take. Oh, okay. Who probably the most whack character in the MCU is, if we take it into the context of the history of the world. Okay, I was kind of kind of scared by this answer. It's Black Panther. Whoa. Whoa, yep. Whoa. I told you it was actually a hot take. Whoa, that's a... So first of all, let me start by saying Chadwick Boseman was an amazing gift to the world in general. Rest and he rests in peace. And this is purely about the character himself. Not even about the character, as much as it is Wakanda as a concept. Um, and how you can't really have Wakanda and then have a world that is functionally similar to our own. You can say that for a lot of Marvel oh, history mean, things. What do, you, what do you mean by that? So you're telling me the most scientifically advanced nation on Earth. And when I say scientifically advanced, I'm purely thinking about their military, although that's not the only aspect in which Vibranium changed their whole shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Exists in the middle of the... Con- the na- so, sorry. In the middle of the continent... That was underdeveloped, not by the Kardashians, but by a series of empires out of Europe. Like, literally fucking pillaged. The consequences of which we deal with to this day. Yeah, yeah. And they were all chilling. And they just allowed that to happen. They allowed it to happen. Not only that, going off the movie Black Panther, T'Challa realizes the hypocrisies of this after his conflict with Killmonger, right? And he's like, okay, Killmonger had a great point. I'm going to take some of that forward. So he goes to the UN. The UN, mm-hmm. which not a hot take. The UN is kind of useless when the one of the most powerful nations on <laughs> earth, the US government, does not submit to any of its rulings. That's kind of a hot take. I mean, it kind of is. Well, not that. Let me say the UN isn't useless. It's that it, the whole point is sort of like, you know really consider the way other nations harm other nations like mm-hmm. the united states does not submit itself to the hog there's no international court that is that true. affects the u.s there's no accountability that the u.s actually has to face as a result of the u.n yeah so he went there and that's not even the part that i'm really upset about then he goes to oakland <laughs> and he opens a community center <laughs> bro i really don't care if i go to the wakandan embassy embassy and they have the newest macbook <laughs> I'm still poor. <laughs> okay? 
Like, can I move to Wakanda? Actually, now that you now that you do bring this up, like, why is this man going to Oakland and opening up a community center? That's, it's just because the and, guy he killed was from there. not giving some of that vibranium to, like, the rest of Africa. Bro, listen to me. If every black person from the Caribbean, from South America, North America, all over the, if the entire African diaspora, if, forget reparations, if we all just got, like, a pound of vibranium... <laughs> It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And you know, Killmonger was like, you know, give him Robo Spears and super planes, and you know, he was talking about, you know, arming the the black proletariat and everything. May or may not have some weight to it. I mean, they definitely wrote him to be super misogynist, so that was never going to go well with Super Hotep in charge. I'm just well, saying, Killmonger. Wait, I don't, I don't remember. Wait, 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 wait. Killmonger was beating the shit out of women the whole movie. Wait, really? Yeah, dude, it's like the first thing I noticed watching. Okay, so remember the museum, right? Yeah. He pulls up with a uh, claw and like his girlfriend or whatever. Uh huh. Who's the only Black American woman in the movie? Yeah. Bro, he shoots her. He's like, "There's not enough room on the plane, sis." Okay. I'm only gonna carry one dead body. <laughs> that, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he kills her. <clears throat> then when he pulls up to Wakanda, takes over. He like beats the shit out of all those village elders who were all women who were growing the plants that gave him the superpowers. Then he burnt it. Bro, then the the big fight at the end, uh-huh. you know the only person he directly kills? Who? One of the uh, Dora Malache. Damn. Bro. Yeah, bro. Slits her throat in front of the homegirls. <laughs> they made him misogynist as hell so we would not like him. It's, I listen. Never, I never realized that. Yeah, before. if you think about the, oh, his whole body count is women. It's black women. They put Tory Lanez in the movie and thought we wouldn't notice. Wow. They put Chris Brown in the movie and thought we wouldn't notice. Wow. We noticed. Wow. That's that's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. That is kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It's intentional. He was making too many points. Damn, Michael B. Michael B. Jordan. That's why, you know, he's in that fake relationship with Lori Harvey. He's got to do some PR. People really think he hates women. So, you think the Black Panther is whack? If if we if world history in the MCU is in any way equivalent, which based off Captain, sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which actually talks about racism, <laughs> I would assume yes. <laughs> then Black Panther... By virtue of him and all of his forefathers and mothers is whack. This Wakanda has to be whack. They might be, just per the level of things they could have made better, the most whack like collection of anybody. I, I just thought about this over everybody in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I don't know if they can fix it. I think it might be too late. Um, you make a very convincing argument, I'm not going to lie. Like now, putting all of these things into context, it is a little crazy. Bro, they let every, King Leopold pulled up. This is okay. So this this is a completely different conversation. But do you think um, do you think they should recast Chadwick Boseman? That's actually a really good question. I don't know. I I mean, they said they won't, right? Yeah. So, I they won't. I I guess part of me has been more and more convinced over the past couple of months that T'Challa 
is a character who like deserves the chance to to live yeah if that you know like what is it we've had three spider-men mm-hmm. we've had like 20 james bonds <laughs> i i know the structure of the mcu is that everything matters and blah 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 but it's not like they haven't recast black people before <laughs> shout out don Cheadle. like yeah have you ever have you ever watched um new girl yeah when they had uh oh coach and and winston yeah <laughs> they just switched out the black people and they really thought we wouldn't notice for two seasons after the first one one episode they had the wings dude I, I figured it's yeah it's the pilot yeah and then the next day it was winston it's winston bro it's like they really 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 switched these two black yeah. people and thought we wouldn't notice and then they're like oh we'll bring coach back because i think they noticed yeah <laughs> Well, then, you know, the worst part of all of that is that Winston was such a great character, and they're like, oh, we need to give him something to do. Yeah. Make him a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. See, I'm sorry. I just feel like I'm ruining so many <laughs> things for you today. <laughs> First, the Ninja Turtles don't use their weapons, and then T'Challa just, like... So you think that, So you think it would be okay if he, if he was recast? I guess I'm not as against it as I would have been a while back mm-hmm. i mean it's pretty clear at this point that they won't i'm just very con- a little confused of what they will do because kind of has to be a character that we already know should become black panther yeah i think that's und- undebatable yeah yeah for sure but of our options uh letitia wright mm-hmm. was probably up there but then she started tweeting anti-vax stuff <laughs> last year so did she really yeah dude oh um oh, oh, i was so upset i was like no shuri you're a scientist <laughs> you can't do that what was she saying no it's just like she posted some video from a dude and was like oh just make sure you're doing your research you know i'm doing my research but then he was like yeah like the That's vaccine will make you say. magnetic or like something crazy like that the, the, the uh third eye open people <laughs> So I'll tweet uh, recently. You, know, you just gotta do your research. Yeah. Meanwhile, they get all their 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 information from Instagram. Yep, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. My bro, E Kale. You just need vitamins, bro. Get your. What's your, that shot gonna do? Get your fish oil. Omega threes, baby. Your your seaweed in there. Yeah, you know, blend it all up in a blender. There you go. You're cured. You solved Corona, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I feel like uh, there people were saying that Mbaku. Mm. Winston, I Duke, really like Mbaku. Honestly, I, I think he would actually be kind of great. They could probably spin his arc from the last movie pretty well into it because you know he, ch- he challenged him. Yeah, and now it's kind of like, damn, like this went from a guy who I thought was like a spoiled brat to now I really like respect and want to honor him. Maybe, yeah. That, I mean, that would be cool. I'd like that. You know, out in tribe gang. I mean, it's it's really tough because, um, you know, how do we honor how do we honor Chadwick Boseman's legacy, um, while also, uh, continuing this franchise, which it's important to a lot of people. It's important to a lot of people. It it paved a lot of paths for for certain directors and actors. It crushed a lot of milestones and records. Billions of dollars. Um, yeah. But, and so, 
you know, rightfully, it deserves to to have a sequel. Yeah, rightfully, I'm excited. Not for not it. just a sequel. It deserves to have honestly many many um, subsequent mm-hmm. films. Did you hear the about the Wakanda TV show? No. Yeah, they're getting one on Disney Plus. See that? I mean, that's great. <clears throat> that's great. I, I think more of that. It's definitely in the cards. It's kind of like you just open up this infinite world, a possibility there. Be fun to watch, you know, problematic if you think about it too hard, but mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I'm excited for more Wakanda. What okay, what if Wakanda just didn't know? What if they didn't know Stop. that these surrounding countries are getting there's slaved, listen slaved out? Listen, listen. There is no fucking way it seems like a very insular community because they have a force field no one even knows what a force field is (laughs) outside so it's like y'all got force fields yeah they were hiding a child okay and the child was vibranium i will say most likely whoever was black panther at the time in the 1700s knew about the slavery but everyone else, probably not. I think that's worse. Pro- <laughs> that's way worse. That's pretty bad, but it's it's worse because at some point you have to imagine that people figured it out, right? No, 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 no. Bro, they had to, people had to figure it out. Bro, there's no Instagram. There's no Twitter. You have to have Instagram. There's Bro, no Google. the movie started with Lupita. She was like in disguise. Stopping like some warlords or whatever outside Wakanda in Africa. And that's the one time they even talk about stuff happening that's in outside Africa. That's in 2017? Yeah. You don't know what. But I was they couldn't have just found out. <laughs> so it's, it's 2016. They're like, oh man, like this Trump dude got elected. That's crazy, bro. Hey, you ever wonder what's happening over here in Africa? No fucking way it took them that long to find out about all this shit. They're like, oh, King Leopold, who's that? <laughs> Damn, bro. You ever wonder why we speak English? And they, yeah, they do speak English. They, they speak another language. They, they speak, speak, yeah, but, you know, this it's a, I think it was Igbo, like, it's, it's another dialect from Africa. They had to be getting, listen... They the whole point of the movie and the issue is the movie by the movie bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Now we have to talk about it because mm-hmm. they probably could have just been like, "Oh, Wakanda's just here," mm-hmm. but because they decided to make the premise of the movie like, "Hey, isn't it kind of messed up?" <laughs> How like you know, Wakanda's here, and at least for example, racism in America, like black people aren't doing so hot over here. But, you know, if you take it to the large scale, like, damn. Brazil? Hello? Them niggas need help. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm being honest. It's a problem. It's a nice fantasy, especially for Black Americans. Because it tickles the part of us that are, like, into Pan-Africanism. Yeah. But it's, like, it's not really challenging. Because the whole challenging thing would not probably Not challenging what? It doesn't challenge like our comfort so much. Like it definitely makes us think about racism in the U.S. Yeah, and how bad that is, obviously. But also, we're paying to see a movie made by an American company, loosely based off a fictional black character and a fictional black nation made up by white people. Mm. So it's kind of like, oh man, wouldn't it be lit if Wakanda were real? 
And Disney's like, 200 bucks and we'll make it so. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Damn, I just ruined Black Panther for like all five people listening to this, including <laughs> myself. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this. So you think Black Panther is black? That's your that's No, your I don't. I think Black Panther's cool. That, I mean, you gave your answer. I gave my answer because I if you think about it, the real world, if it in any way is congruent with the MCU's universe, then by default. Purely off scale, Wakanda is the most whack set of coordinates in that entire universe. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you made your you, you made a great I, argument. Yeah, that's my point. I'll I'll drop it there. Should we uh, should we wrap it up? We should wrap it up with yeah. with the last thing because this is gonna be this is a long episode. Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. They probably won't all be like sub two hours. <laughs> You could watch Avengers Endgame and probably be like, damn, like they're still going. Uh, Jeff Bezos is going to space. Yeah, he's going to space for 11 minutes. Bro, let me just say, there's a really funny way that could end. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. We're, we're, we're trying to minimize the amount of bleeps that are in this episode. I'm not, I know, so I'm not going to I'm not following that up. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> we had a few, God, God bless. We had a few bleeps in the last episode. We sure did. Lots of last names getting slung about, but, and honestly, some some scenes that were cut. Yeah, we had to cut some stuff. Listen, I'm not. <laughs> I guess it's why I'm like cancel culture doesn't exist. I'm still here. <laughs> Because I only punch up. You're lying. I only punch up or you're punch lying. myself. You're going to say you're a lying I only... you were afraid of getting canceled, so you cut you cut something. No, I didn't cut anything out the episode that that I said that was that <laughs> that was that crazy. I talked about, I briefly suggested, well, maybe this could work in a specific way. And then I was like, I no, the details don't matter. No one needs to hear that. My mom's going to watch this probably. <laughs> so yeah, I bleeped it. But I'm telling you, listen, cancel culture, people, people are like, oh, you can't make jokes anymore. But I'm like, jokes about what? You can joke about anything. You know? Depends on what kind of job you're worried about losing. I I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, that, I mean that, and that's also fair, yeah. too. Or people that, I mean, I mean like. We don't talk about work here, but like no. I said, we respect it. Yeah. You, people got to keep their jobs. We got to keep, keep your job. We're not, we're not trying to lose our jobs. No. That's why I don't talk about mine. Now I'm talking about mine. You don't exactly. know where I, where I work. Yeah, y'all need to know that. So look, the whole point is, is that you could say all kinds of crazy, absurd jokes, but you keep the two rules of comedy in to be intelligent about it. You know, tragedy needs time to be funny, mm-hmm. and you punch up or you punch yourself. You're Gucci. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really all you need to do. So you can say all kinds of wild shit. So if Jeff Bezos functionally Lex Luthor of real life gets on a rocket ship. No, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh-huh. But who's the real Je- who's the real Lex Luthor? Is it Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk? It's Jeff Bezos. Musk is too dumb. Musk is too dumb? Musk is dumb, bro. <laughs> Elon Musk is not a smart man. Elon Musk is not a smart man. <laughs> what? Yep. 
That's a, that's a hot take right there, bro. Elon Musk is just a redditor. I mean, he's he's very much a a Reddit Reddit meme god. Yeah, he's just a meme lord. If you just give a guy who's who grew up on 4chan, and, you know, the money off his parents' emerald mines in South Africa. Damn. Like, yeah. Is that actually how... That's how... actually how he got his fortune. He started oh, wow. PayPal. I didn't know that. But he had, like... He's a millionaire already. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you track back, like, every rich person, it's like, oh, their parents gave them, like, $200,000 loan, and they, they sprung border from there. Like, people start with, with money. Yeah. From their parents. You know? So... Which, I... Okay, so... This is so. This is my thoughts on this. Okay, that's exactly what I would do if I were a parent. No, and be illustrative. I here. I am very much trying to get to the point in my life where I'm obviously I don't want to exploit anybody to get to this point, but if my child came to me and said, "Hey," I have this amazing idea. This is, it's so-and-so, whatever, whatever. I need this amount of money to do it. For me, I'm like, I want to be able to be, just say, take it. Yeah. I would want to, I would want to be able to give my kids a loan and know that it would be cool and want it financially ruin us or whatever. Yeah. I think the difference is that, and I'd probably explicitly tell my kids this, and be like, listen, I'm like, obviously, like, I have the, the biggest possible hopes and dreams for this venture for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for you to be successful. And obviously, like, this question may never apply to you. So don't think too hard about it. But, like, if this business has you making, like, multi-millions of dollars, like, at what point, what amount of money for you is enough? Mm. And I think it's a real question because, like, you know, obviously, I feel like neither of us would want to exploit anyone. Mm-hmm. But... You kind of don't suddenly get a ridiculous multiple of the average amount of money somebody makes on like a, a annual basis without somebody like is kind of getting like shafted. Yeah, yeah. It, by the, the it's it's how capitalism works. That Somebody's got to be true. at the bottom to build up the top. That's so true. it's kind of like obviously like if my kids like became millionaires or whatever. Okay, great. I guess I want to know, like, do you want to be a, a billionaire or something? It's it's just like, how much money is it like, this is an absurd amount. Yeah. Where it, at this point, it's just, you're just growing your catalog or for like no other reason than it it seems like it's your sole drive in life at this point because mm. the machine runs itself. And I feel like that's where you get all these multi-billionaires being like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to space. Mm-hmm. Cause like, damn, you you done everything else. <laughs> Might as well. I'd actually be mad pissed if Jeff Bezos went to space and then got Fantastic Four and got superpowers. Oh my gosh. Oh, that would be the worst. Oh my god. If the first superhero is a billionaire, we're so screwed. I, uh, if you were given uh, a free ticket to get onto that rocket, are you taking it? Jeff Bezos? Yes. It doesn't it, okay. It doesn't necessarily have to be with Jeff Bezos, but just getting on a rocket, just on that rocket, you spend ten minutes in space, you come back down. If it's just ten minutes, yeah, do it. I would really. I'd it's be not nervous. guaranteed that you're able to come back down, though. No, what? What is the percentages on this? <laughs> what are the What are the odds? 
<laughs> I mean, that's what people are talking about, right? It's like, what's what's the risk of him actually doing this? Listen, okay. He's not a, he's not an astronaut. So when I was saying there's a really funny way this could go, just say let let's just say that Jeff Bezos gets lost in space. That's kind of hilarious, right? <laughs> that's funny. I'm so listen. Talk about tragedy plus time. That would be funny. Like five minutes after it happens, <laughs> I would be making jokes. It would probably be inappropriate. I'm like, yo, Jeff Bezos is lost in space. What? <laughs> Well, maybe on the next podcast. Yeah, maybe next episode. Two-day delivery can't fix that. <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, this is a two-hour episode. What the fuck's wrong? I mean, I think we can I think we can end it there. It's almost 12.30 in the morning. I got work in the morning. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Low-key day, but work is work. Not not so lovely for me, but you know, no. it is what it is. Sheesh. Alright, well, it's been fun. That's episode two. It's been real, it's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. No, it hasn't. <laughs> you know, by episode three, that's when it's like, this is real life. <laughs> it's not like, there's another podcast we found called Anything But Work, and they only had like one episode in a preview. <laughs> so if we make a third episode, we like own this name. Like, this is our real lives now. So keep that in mind. We'll see you next time. All right. Once again, thank you for everyone who's tuning in. If anyone actually listened this far into the podcast, yeah, we can speak it into We really voice. appreciate it. If you didn't listen this far, we still appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you. If you didn't listen at all, we still appreciate it. We still, thank you for Hope being alive well. and, and just being you. Hope you're healthy. Hope your family is healthy and doing well. Drink water. Drink water. Like, subscribe. Get your fish oil. Get your vitamins. Mm-hmm. Get your seaweed. Yep. Cheers, COVID. Just kidding. Get your vaccine. Yes. Actually, get vaccinated. And uh, that's it. That's it. Peace be with y'all. If you enjoyed the show, please share this episode with your friends, family, and enemies. We don't discriminate. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you podcast. Drink water and don't forget to make time for anything but work.